The events of the of this film are set in motion when um, a, a a man, Victor Kershaw, played by uh, the inimitable Tony Shalhoub, uh, mm. walks into the gym, starts training with Mark Wahlberg, uh, Daniel Lugo. Lugo has a crappy life. He's not banging any of his hot clients. He's like he knows he deserves the the he knows he deserves to be rich because he has the right attitude and everything. Yeah, and, and he goes to a get rich quick seminar, well, he, which teaches uh, him, hosted by the most annoying person in all of American but acting. That's that's jumping slightly ahead because, oh, yeah, well, it is because what it is is that he his story of how he got the job at the gym uh, is that he he says I'll triple your membership in three months if I don't I'll quit. But I had some trouble with the law because he used to have the fake identity of David Lowenstein, where he ran a pyramid scheme preying on el- elderly Florida pensioners. Which um, happens in like a three second montage. Yeah. But and the yeah. guy who's hires him is like, eh, it's fine. Yeah, uh, if this had been if this had been now, he would have had like a scheme like doing subprime mortgages on like houses that didn't exist or something. Of course. Uh, and what I find very interesting, again, what I find very interesting is, uh, is in his sentencing hearing for his Get Rich Quick scheme, he makes a speech where he acknowledges his guilt and assumes that because he has acknowledged his guilt and America is the land of second mm. chances, he will be, be found not guilty. He says, it will never happen again. I recognize I use my superior intelligence for non-doing, wrongdoing. And and but now I realize there is no shortcut to the American dream. This is America, land of the brave and home of the second chances. And then the judge obviously just says guilty. Mm. And um, Mark Wahlberg said, oh, yeah, I know. I already said I was guilty. So why do you say it? Which again, <laughs> there is, if you want, if you want to understand. No, I said that. Why are you saying it? You want to understand. I think there, and again, if you want to understand the, I think there, there is quite a bit of the, um, the small time reactionary, uh, the small time self-help reactionary in that speech of, mm. no, no, no. I already, I already said I'm a bad guy. So just let me go. I learned yeah, my lesson. It's it's the same thing that's in uh say uh the righteous gemstones where where Jesse yeah. Gemstone talks to God and he's like, "Well, I already know that you've forgiven me for all the stuff that I did, and I don't really have any like desire or any need to do less bad stuff." Actually, so I can just keep on like this. Now that I think about this, what that scene really tells us is that Michael Bay doesn't understand how a court works because the judge doesn't like the jury says that you're guilty. The ju- you don't just make a speech and then the judge says that's not how. No, we're not in a criminal trial anyway. Uh, like that, what? <laughs> well, uh, Mike and Michael Bay's America. Also, we have uh, abolished juries again. He is the yeah. uh, accidental. He's the accidental Verhoeven. <laughs> awesome. Um, so essentially, he says. He, he says, Michael Corleone didn't become godfather by working hard. I just want a big, fat lawn I can mow until the sun goes down. Uh, you, you have cool. that backwards. What he says is oh, yeah. that Michael Corleone uh, became the godfather because he worked oh, hard. Yes, of course. Which is funny mm. because it's like that, that is one of the more knowing things in the movie. Is his examples for guys who like made it are Tony Montana, 
um, <laughs> and Michael Corleone. And he says Michael Corleone made it by working hard and by shooting that guy in the restaurant. But yeah. Michael Corleone inherited. That was the point of the movie. So that's something mm. that you, that's like an insight that you get straight away is that this guy is not at all familiar yeah. with like it's a crazy how coincidence this works. that the Godfather was called Don Corleone and then the next Godfather was called Michael Corleone. <laughs> what are the odds? Uh, so the, what I think is interesting, again, if you remember, Michael Bay probably doesn't know that. So yeah. Michael Bay wants, as he thinks that the message is, all the all of the doofus protagonists of this movie's heroes are all fictional characters. What a doofus! But Michael Bay is showing he doesn't he doesn't know he doesn't understand because he's like he doesn't understand those movies either. He doesn't <laughs> understand what they're actually about. Yeah. Um, the, look, The Godfather is about a bunch of cool guys. It's yeah. the quintessential Michael so, uh, Bay experience uh, right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, Patrick, what do you think of that line? I just want a big, fat lawn that I can mow until the sun goes I down. I mean, I think it's a very specific manifestation of a very specific kind of American dream. And for yeah. the and like that, I actually that that's one of the more cutting lines in the movie, I think, where you you realize that like this guy does not actually have grand ambitions and the his ability to reach those actual ambitions is so limited by his fundamental doofiness that there is no path for him, you know? So like this is, I think it's actually one of the kind of unintentionally poignant things about this is like, it would never occur to Michael Bay to say like, maybe the American, maybe the American dream is actually kind of bullshit. If there is no way for like, your average doofus to ever get there because like despite the fact that he's a bodybuilding sociopath like Wahlberg is supposed to be kind of an everyman and if there's no way for the everyman mm. to get there one would think that that might actually be an indictment of the dream as a whole and that's not how Bay reads it or how he portrays it but like you might think that there's something to that yeah because again I think this is an issue of Bay portrays it Bay is only able to portray that as look at this idiot who thinks he deserves a lawn yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like he he like by this point the contradictions have like trickled down so far that even Michael Bay is aware of them and it's <laughs> and so like he he sets out to make a movie about that and at every turn he just runs into this wall of ideology right of being mm. like no it's it's just these guys right yeah. and maybe it says something about our society in the sense that like people want to get rich quick or people are too materialistic or whatever but it doesn't say anything about like i don't know wanting a lawn when half your state mm. is burning down or you know anything like that that's where i got a slightly liberal vibe from the politics in the sense of like it's fundamentally a movie about the dum-dums and how they do stupid things and if they just like it's kind of an indictment of them like trying to like get rich but in the wrong way like they're not playing by the rules and like liberals love the rules and in that way I feel that's kind of where it differs from GTA because like everything in GTA is like a satire of the entire society in which it takes place right in GTA yeah. is like the stupid ads on the radio about fucking pyramid schemes yeah. and You're shit and then it's like gay radio <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah that's right it's come town um, and, then, <laughs> and then there's like you know it's like oh yeah you're doing the job for the housewife who like she actually wants one of her tennis partners murdered because they're too good at tennis or whatever it's like that kind of like it takes those different part like strata of society and sort of like satirizes them rather than just like the dumb crimes guy yeah well in and, and, and gta the, the tennis club will be called big furry balls tennis club yeah, exactly like, yeah. yeah that's so that's cool. an excellent point now that yeah, you mentioned it because the the actual gentry the guys who are legitimately in the gentry in this movie the ones that they kidnap and then murder there's never really anything at their expense 
Like, in fact, they quite bravely resist torture and things of that nature. Yeah, the, um, the second one, the uh, the phone sex kingpin, is the one who is the one who actually like calls Daniel Lugo out and says and like says that and like correctly identifies him for what he is, which is what leads to the psychotic break and then the guy's and then the guy's death. Not to give away the plot of the movie, but like the <clears throat> oh no, the plot of Pain and Gain. <laughs> yeah, my my yeah, deepest there's, there's apologies. Some crazy twists. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, it's. It's real M. Night Shyamalan stuff. Yeah, the, like, yeah. But like the harshest criticism that the movie has of that guy is, man, he's kind of tacky. Like, he makes yeah. his wife get these gigantic fake tits. It's mm. like, wow, okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so basically, we have three... So this is what, So basically, they say, they say he goes to this seminar, the Johnny Woo seminar by uh, Ken Jeong. He says, mm. don't be a donter, be a doer. Um, and... It's 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 again. It's like you can see Michael Bay trying to be like, oh, self self help is so is so so stupid. This guy's so stupid. But again, like fail, just failing to understand. It's like he should have gone to good self help, not stupid self help. But again, failing to understand like how fucked up that is. I can't wait for that guy to one day have a serious role, having played Asian guy who shouts in every yeah. single movie. <laughs> I um, just yeah, but like nobody ever goes to these self help seminars because they're desperate, right? They go, or they're being taken advantage of. They go because they have this uh, this Greek tragic flaw. When he's being mm. interviewed for the job as a personal trainer, he says, I read a lot of biographies, and one thing about great men is their reach always exceeds their grasp. So that's why you go to the self-help thing, is because you're kind of dumb and hubris. Yeah, I mean, their reach always exceeds their grasp is like an absolutely sick tattoo that a Navy SEAL would have, 100%. <laughs> um, so he said, so the plan is find a guy with money, take everything he owns, and make America a better place. Oh, yeah, and, and also find the guy with money, smash cut to Tony Shahoub shouting his mouth off about money while wearing a massive Star of David necklace. This oh, movie yeah. was co-written by fucking Stone Toss. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, I think the, uh, the, the if my comparison, right, is again, like, because Michael Bay is very stupid, uh, he's like, in, in making this kind of movie, you're suggesting he's he's too stupid to be anti-Semitic. I th I think he is. Um, I I I would never suggest such a thing, but I think more like Michael Bay is the he's the he's kind of director capable of being anti-Semitic. <laughs> writes <laughs> writes a, 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 writes a movie like this. Boxed Riley like into this. like libel, whichever way he answers. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Bay sues us. I am quite. I am more than able to be as anti-Semitic as I like. 